0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host Keith Cork, and I am joined, as I am, uh, by most of the recent Fridays here, by my good friend uh, <laughs> and recent friend, Mister Jamie McQuarrie, who has just joined our team and still a relatively new member. But uh, we are going to be discussing some first round playoff games here. Finally, we are there. We have gotten to play in games. We are in the playoff games. It is going to be a fun day, uh, regardless of what happens. But some interesting games on this slate, Jamie. I um, I was telling you, you, know, we were talking a little bit before we came on here. I was saying, you know, I don't think I feel like the most confident about this slate, um, but I feel like I have some decent grip on some guys that, that some people might overlook. So how are you feeling about it in general?
1: It's pretty interesting. Like, a lot of the value I'm seeing in two particular games, so I'm trying to make sure I'm not overlooking the lower total games. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just trying to make sure I turn every stone, but... Yeah, it's it's going to be really fun. These rotations should tighten up. Uh, we should be able to follow some trends, and just as the series progress, we should be able to have a lot of fun just kind of tracking stuff.
0: Yeah, generally, uh, generally speaking, you know, with the player props and stuff like that, I kind of take it a little light on the first game because you just don't right. know who's going to exactly be in the, in the uh, rotations, who's going to be out. Um, but I think I do have some a uh, grip on some guys. I think are, I feel good about here. So, anyways, it's a four game bonanza. It's a first round of the playoff series. Let's just hop right into it, man. Brooklyn and Philadelphia is first. We've got Philadelphia as 8.5 favorites, which which is fair. Uh, I feel like they're going to take away this series pretty easily here, probably five or six games, uh, most likely five. 214.5 is the game total here. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and mention him here. Joel Embiid, 11-2. Absolutely feel like he's a great play here. I know Nicholas Claxton is a good defender. Uh, I get why people will stay away from him for that reason. Uh, I also feel like there could be this of any of the series uh, that are being played here on this day. I feel like this is the one that you would you know kind of uh, pick as as the blowout, right? So I get why the people would be uh, going away from him. And, I, and full disclosure, I don't have him in my dummy lineup early here, but I feel like he's a fine a fine guy there. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, Jamie, you're actually covering FanDuel. Uh, which is going to be interesting. So if you guys, um, you know, haven't gotten a lot of FanDuel plays here, uh, if you guys are playing FanDuel, Jamie's going to cover the FanDuel side of things. I'm going to cover the DK side of things. But what's uh, what's Embiid's price on FanDuel, and are you looking at him here?
1: Yeah, he's 11.8, so just 200 off the max price. So he's the highest uh, priced guy on the slate. So the way I'm looking at him is I do have one single build, like a cheap tournament, because I just kind of want to see how it goes. Like it's really hard to call him a fade. But because there are two games where I'm just targeting much more, um, I probably won't get to him as much as, you know, you'd like to for, uh, you know, how he can tear the slate up. But on the Claxton piece, I feel like he is a very good defender, but he's a switchy defender. He's a great Mm, shot blocker. I don't know how great he is at just kind of like locking one guy down. So I do think he can eat in this series. Um, But I just a lot of the builds I have uh, once I lock his 11-8 in, I go to put someone else in. I'm like, "Eh, I'm not going to make that sacrifice.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, his uh, his salary makes it pretty tough to, to fit yeah. some of these other guys I'm excited about in so I agree with you there I don't have him in my dummy build here uh, I think I might try to mess around and, and get him in one build like you are uh, just to see how that goes but because uh, he he is the guy I think if I'm gonna you know finger a guy in the slate here that could just absolutely break the slate um, well let me not say uh, you know we'll talk about another guy here I think might, might be able to do that but uh, but I think he is definitely one of those guys that could definitely do that so yeah uh, mm-hmm. Anyone else on the Philadelphia side? For me, like I said, you know, this is kind of the game I have, I would say, probably easily the least interest in, just because of how lopsided I feel like the, the matchup is. Uh, but is there anybody else on the Philadelphia side that you're looking at, especially on the on the FanDuel side?
1: Yeah, for a cheapie, I do like DeAnthony Melton. He's only 4500 on FanDuel. And with their scoring system in particular, you get three points for each block and each steal. So I feel like at that price, he's kind of a nice upside uh roster glue for your lineup you know um i think docs can tighten up those rotations and we could see a lot of melton on bridges so i think his minutes could be high and just at 4500 he helps you get to a lot of other guys doesn't have crazy ceiling but um you know he can pop off of those defensive stats so i do like him there um another guy i like a little less but i'm gonna mention him is tobias harris at 5900 Now i was messing around with him a little bit but uh, you and i were talking about one guy we'll get to uh, in the hawks Celtics game that is cheaper than him at, at the power forward position. And so bye-bye, Toby, because of that play. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I played around with it a little bit, but I agree with you. Um, I just don't see a lot of the mid-tier guys uh, getting to value when there's just so much value to be had in some of the other games.
0: Yeah, it is tough because, uh, you know, you really want to play a lot of the stars because those are the guys that can get 40-plus minutes. They're guaranteed value. Um, so it's really tough to get to those middle-round guys. You kind of have to go a little bit stars and scrubs, I feel like. Uh, especially the, in the early going here until we see some guys. I mean, as as the playoffs progress, uh, one thing I will mention here, you know, we'll get to it in a minute here. One thing I will mention here is you'll start uh, seeing that strategy kind of change a little bit. But uh, but I was trying to look here at um, D.A.T. Melton's price on DK, and it's 5100 And I like it a little bit more in FanDuel, which you say yeah. they're uh, in the mid-4,000s. But 5100 a little bit, a little bit too pricey for me, to for the other guys I want to get in. Uh, on the Brooklyn side, though, uh, I'm going to mention a cheap guy, Then a, a couple cheap guys I'm actually kind of looking at here. And I'm not going to stack these guys, absolutely not. Uh, but I feel like, you know, you could be looking at, uh, so the young team, you know, they really have no expectations here. But I feel like they might lean on some of the playoff experience they have on that roster already. So I am looking at guys uh, like Joe Harris. And I'm mm-hmm. looking at guys like uh, specifically, probably my favorite play on the Brooklyn side is Seth Curry uh, mm-hmm. at 3,700. Because, again, you know. The Brooklyn Nets are going to need some shooting if they're going to stay in this game. I could see them falling, you know, falling uh, down double digits within the first you know, quarter or two. when all of a sudden, they need three point shooting. Maybe he gets to about twenty minutes here. Thirty seven hundred is really not a bad uh, salary here. If you know he's going to hit, you know, four or five threes for you, he's going to hit value for you. And of course, we've all seen him in the past put up really, really big numbers. So uh, I'm not looking for that here. I don't think it's you know something that's going to absolutely happen. But I think it is possible, so I do like Seth Curry. Joe Harris is 4,400, so he's a little bit more expensive, about 700 more than, than Seth Curry. But uh, again, he's got that playoff experience, and I feel like they are going to lean on that on this roster to try to pull out a win at least in the early going here. So how do you feel about that and, and other Brooklyn Nets?
1: That's a nice little narrative tip as far as going into the first game of a series. Like you said, you kind of want to stand back, let some of the information come to you. But I, but I definitely am down with that as far as leaning on the veterans in game one. Um, Seth Curry did pop off for 30 points. Um, against the same team when the, you know, it was much different rosters earlier in the year. Um, but yeah, he's 3,800 on FanDuel. I had not considered him, but uh, you're good at finding those like <laughs> sneaky, cheap guys. That seems to be what you're supposed to so So oh, yeah, yeah love- <laughs> <laughs> no, that's nice. So Seth Curry, definitely over Joe Harris, but still Joe Harris is an old standby. Um, he could be a little bit like Matt Struess today. I mean, if you didn't have Struess in a big tournament, you weren't hitting big money. Joe Harris could be in the running for that.
0: Interestingly enough, I had Struce on uh, FanDuel and not Struce on DraftKings, and I'm actually killing it on DraftKings and on what? FanDuel. I'm not. I know. It's crazy because I think uh, I'm trying to figure out how that happened. But anyways, that that is what's happening right now in my current slate. But uh, yeah, anyways. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Brooklyn guys, uh, some some cheapos there. that are some uh, vets that, that they'll lean on, I feel like. So uh, moving on, though, let's talk about the Atlanta and Boston game. That is a Boston spread in favor uh, of the Celtics in, by nine points. And a much better game total here, 230.5. I do feel like I, I like this game quite a bit more than that first game there. Um, let me just go ahead and talk about the Celtics here. Uh, you know, Obviously, Tatum Brown. Uh, I feel like Tatum's a really nice pivot uh, off of you know guys like Embiid or later we're going to talk about Steph Curry. Kind of hard to jump in the slate because you kind of have to mention these other guys. But uh, some other guys that I think are going to be higher owned than Tatum. But I think he's going to be lower owned than those guys. But I feel like he's... Uh, a nice play here against the Atlanta Hawks that just don't play a whole lot of defense. Jalen Brown, 9,500, is another guy that's going to just be under-owned. Uh, and that's why I have interest in him. I'm not, like, jumping at the bit to to get him on my lineups here. But I feel like, uh, you know, if you're in a GPP, you need a guy that's just not going to be highly owned. Those two guys are are easily some some top targets for me. Um, but a guy I'm really, really into here, Jamie, we were talking about him a little bit before we got on. Uh, Al Horford at 5,700. Yes. Uh, they they've limited this guy all season, but you know you have to think to yourself if you really follow this game of basketball, especially specifically the NBA game, you know why do they limit these guys, these older guys? He's 36 years old. Why do they limit them during during the regular season? It's for moments like these, and I feel like they're gonna ride Al Horford uh, at the beginning of this of this playoff run here. Uh, you, as the playoffs wear on, you know maybe he's more a little bit more up based but here he gets a really nice matchup in the uh, Atlanta Hawks who have a tough time guarding the, uh, the interior and the the three point line. So uh, especially with Capella, you know, they're going to have to try to draw him out of the paint. So I feel like Horford uh, is going to get 30 plus minutes easily. Uh, 5,700 is a really nice salary. Um, You know, this guy contributes in points, rebounds, assists, uh, you know, maybe a block or two. So uh, long gone are his days of being a dominant force on the interior, you know, in the Hawks and everything like that. But, I still have a whole lot of interest in Al Horford. So, how are you feeling about Big Al
1: on
0: uh, <laughs> FanDuel, and uh, and what other guys are you can get on the Celtics? Well, we know Big Al; um,
1: he really can go off in this game, but not because he used to play for the Hawks. But the revenge, the revenge bros will tell you otherwise afterwards. But. Uh, one thing on FanDuel about him, he's 5,700, which is just sweet. Uh, he is power forward center eligible, and that matters yeah. a lot because there's not a utility spot. You can mm-hmm. only start one center. So to be able to get him in one of those two power forward spots is sneaky. Um, he bumped a Kongwu out for me uh, when I was kind of going through that. Because the I do like him at 5,300 in a vacuum, but he's center only. Um, so Horford, we're, we're together on that. And Jalen Brown, I, he is – i won't want to say a stone cold lock but he's top three for me um yeah i just just at that salary found Duel is was 8800 um oh, yeah. i just That's nice. you know exactly and so like if you're going to do the 8800 on brown you're saving what are you saving um it's 11,000 per for tatum so i just think the use they're both going to be high usage guys i'd rather lock that in from from brown um and then Marcus smart and malcolm brogdon smart's 58 malcolm nice. brogdon's 59 yeah. Um, so I like both of those guys. I kind of lean Marcus just because those stocks are three points each. And we know that you can do that. Um, but then again, Malcolm Brogdon could have a higher upside as the leader of the second unit. So, yeah, would you say Smart or Brogdon? Go ahead and break the tie for me. They are just $100 apart.
0: I am generally more of a Brogdon guy than a smart guy, uh, just because I feel like his fantasy game translates a lot better to DFS. Um, You know, smarts smarts more more in general, a better real life player than he is a DFS player. So, uh, you know, I think Brogdon could have a big game here. I think, you know, um, especially with that you know, lack of defense in the backcourt, and he's going to get the closing minutes in the fourth quarter if it's a close one. If it's a blowout, he's still going to have probably safe minutes as well. So uh, i probably lean Brogdon there, but that is a that is an interesting one. I think it could go, could go either way, honestly. Um, I'm going to throw and, – and those guys over there on DraftKings are a little bit priced up also. So that's always a good indication that they're a good – a good play on one side or the other, if they're priced up on one site and not so priced up on another, I believe they're both in the high 6,000s with Brogdon and, and Marcus Smart. So uh, mm-hmm. you're, you're getting good value on the, on the FanDuel side. It's really odd. Sometimes there's good dude pricing at FanDuel, sometimes on DK, but it seems like it's a better pricing at FanDuel. So that's good. Um one, guy, one other guy I'm going to throw on DK, if you guys need to save 500 from Big Al, you can't quite fit him in many lineups, is uh, Robert Williams, Time Lord at 5,200. Uh, another guy that I feel like, you know, they've been limiting his minutes throughout the season, but he was getting minutes in the 30s down the stretch there. And, uh, you know, if you're going to play minutes, this is this is the time to do it. So this is the playoffs, baby. Uh, no holding back, no holds barred. So uh, 5,200 for Robert Williams, and he's going to be guarding, you know, Capella and Wu. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be a fun, fun matchup to watch because those guys are kind of like, you know, don't really get a whole lot of shots, really just lobs, but they get a lot of boards, a lot of blocks, a lot of steals. So, um, be interesting to see how that how that goes. On the Atlanta side, there's only one guy I'm looking at, and I'm not a Trey. Why would I go with Trey Young when there's Steph Curry or uh, you know Jalen Brown or Tatum on the side? I, I just don't feel like I'm gonna go Trey Young against a, a really stout Boston defense. If you go with that. Even in a large field GPP, more power to you. I'm just not gonna do it. That's <laughs> not not for oh. me. Uh, so I only have one interest in one guy, and I feel like he's underpriced here on, on DK. But it's Bogdan Bogdanovich. Same. Yeah, 5300. So um, yeah, Hawks are just gonna. It, so here's here's where I would see this going. You know, if the Hawks get down early. Um, They have to start thinking to themselves, how are we getting back into this? And, hey, it ain't going to be defense. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, (laughs) Atlanta Hawks fans. It is not going to be your defense to get you back in that game. You're going to try to outscore the Boston Celtics, and if you're going to try to do that, you're going to put Bogdan Bogdanovich in. He is a shot creator, uh, a nice offensive player, uh, and he's going to bring the offense for you. So 5,300 for him. I think he's a nice little mid-range guy. sounds like you have interest in him as well. Are there other Hawks you're looking at as well? (laughs) Well, start with
1: Bogdan. He has five thousand, so you're saving a little money on Fanduel. So the
0: pricing is interesting,
1: and I'm noticing a lot of discrepancies. So you you really want to be working that if you live in a state that does have both. Um, just make sure you're working that. Uh, Just like playing the prop market um, when you're building lineups. Um, so yeah, Bogey has definitely solidified more under Kirk Snyder, which has been nice to see. Um, and I did mention a Kang um, I have a build where I was able to get Demonte Sabonis, who we will talk about. Uh, yeah. I can't wait to talk about that game. And then I put a Congo in the center spot. So I have some interest in bogey at 5000 and a Congo at 53 As far as the big guns for the Hawks, I'm just not interested. Right. Um, when you're messing around with DeJounte Murray's price, you could get Brunson for $100 more. I mean, right. I do that every time. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm fading those guys. And it's funny because DeJounte Murray is such a great defender, but you know nobody's afraid of of targeting the backcourt of the teams
0: playing the Hawks. So that it doesn't seem to correlate. If you want to be contrarian, uh, most people are probably thinking like us. So they're going to be very low owned. And of course they are still yes. gifted basketball players. So, you know, there's an angle for you if you, if you want to look for that. But, uh, but me personally, I like to be safe with my money. So yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm out. <laughs> so uh, let's move on though, to the Knicks, probably the most competitive game. On the slate here, Nixon and the, and the Cavaliers. Uh, right now we have a spread of, uh, well, actually the spread's actually not the, the lowest one, but spread of 5.5 points in favor of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, pretty low game total, 216.5. Um, I mean, a lot of these guys on DK, I'm I'm curious to hear what uh, what FanDuel's got going on, but on DK, a lot of these New York Knicks are just priced out for me. Um, they're just not, I mean, I think you can go with a Brunson or a Randall. I think that's fine. Uh, you know, I think there's other guys I'd rather have with those price price points uh, for me. But most of my interest is on the, the Cleveland side, so that's all I'm going to talk about for the DK side. Uh, Darius Garland, 7,700. That, that's probably a fair price for him. Uh, I think this is going to be a competitive game, though. So. You know, he's going to be on the court for this full allotment of minutes. He's going to probably get a few extra minutes than he's been getting. And this has pretty much been his price all season. So, you know, I feel like it's uh, if you want to go there for a mid-range guy, you can. As I said before, it's kind of hard to get those mid-range mid-range guys in. So I don't have him in my lineups. One guy I do yeah. have in my lineups, though, uh, that I'm pretty excited about is Jarrett Allen at 6,600. Um, you know, this is a tough matchup for centers you know, historically, uh, the Knicks are just a good defensive team, but so are the Cavaliers. I mean, this is going to be a grind it out. Uh, who's going to, you know, blink first type of match. And, uh, we just saw that with the heat and the bulls, which was a, a snore fest. I fell asleep twice in the first half. I, I'm not going to, I'm going to go ahead and admit, but could you uh, actually fall asleep twice? I did actually fall asleep. A lot of that had to do with the fact that I didn't sleep a whole lot last night, but, Damn. uh, but that game was also pretty boring. Uh, but I think this one game will be actually more exciting. I mean, obviously it's a real playoff game and also, uh, uh, you know, they've got some more exciting guys, and like, uh, like a Donovan Mitchell and, and a Jillian Brunson. So I think this will be a little bit more exciting. But, but yeah, Darius Garland at 7,700 is a, a good price there. Uh, Jared Allen, 6,600. Uh, with that kind of, you know, game where we're having a lot of rebounds, blocks, steals, uh, I feel like he's a real a guy that profiles as a guy that's going to step in and put up a m- above average line for him, which is good enough at 6,600 for me. Uh, and then another, another guy that might, Maybe get overlooked, but I feel like you know if you're talking about guys in this range, uh, he's a really uh, attractive target. It's Kiris Levert at 5700. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking at you know I was trying to I'm uh, trying trying to guess who they're gonna play. Uh, you know they're gonna play eight or nine man lineups here. So who's going to play like backup point guard for the for the Cavs? It's it's got to be Levert. I mean, they, they've got uh, Ricky Rubio there. He might get a few minutes. You know, maybe he'll get like five minutes or something like that. But mostly it's going to be Levert that's going to be handling the rock and playing those backup minutes. He's going to be playing uh, probably more minutes than he's been playing all season. So uh, fifty seven hundred is a really nice price tag, and we all know that he has the ability to go supernova. Yeah. Uh, he's got that offensive ability. So, uh, so yeah, Garland, Jared Allen, and Caris LeVert are the three Cavs. I'm looking at DK, and that's it for this game. So what, what are you looking at Cavs' side and Knicks' side? What are you looking at, FanDuel?
1: Looking at a little bit less than you. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I love the LeVert call. This is the role he was always meant to have, just creating off the bench, just kind of running second units in the ground with his playmaking, scoring. So uh, that's a good call there. Um, Josh Hart on FanDuel is 5,600. That's interesting to me. I think Tibbs uh, is going to fall in love with him as yeah. the series progresses. Um, but again, when I was playing with roster construction, there, there are plays that I like a little bit more in that range. He's
0: 7,100 on DK. Oh, that's
1: geez. wild. Yeah. Okay, so 56 is a heck of a value. Um, just some crazy uh, – This I just want people to hear this. This stands out to me. Mitchell Robinson is 7,400. Oh,
0: geez, yeah. Uh, He's J- 6,900
1: on DK. So. Right. So like I, I know that he can just put up the blocks in a hurry um so i've been going through this you know jared allen seven thousand. i could see that so the only players I actually wrote down that i'm interested in are josh hart at 56 and jalen brunson at 87 um you know i think he's going to be pretty highly owned i think people are going to remember that 49 point game he just had against the Cavs very recently um so yeah I'm, i won't i won't say i'm fading this game but it's the game that i'm going to be showing the the least interest in, you know, even Mobley in his first playoff game, eighty seven hundred. I like Mobley, but uh, I'd rather get some other people there.
0: Yeah, but Mobley's uh, interesting on DK also. He is uh, seventy eight hundred, which is, you know, it, it's fine. I'm, I'm not like super into it. Uh, just this game total does make it a little bit like, and do I really want to go there? Um, but yeah, I, I'm curious to see if Josh Hart's going to be the first NBA player to log forty. Eight minutes or or whatever, <laughs> and then, I don't know if I, someone's 100%. probably done someone's probably done that before at this point. I mean, I would have to guess somebody's done that <laughs> in like the '60s or something like that. But uh, but I think you know Tibbs is uh, yeah obviously in love with Josh Hart and uh, he's gonna play him a whole lot. But yeah, seventy one hundred on DK, I'm I'm just not going there. I like his price tag on Fanduel. That's a, that's a good call. That's A, good call.
1: a qu- quick correction: Mobley's actually seventy nine, so I'm not quite I'm not quite as bad. I'll throw this out there as a contrarian. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not living on the edge like this. But because Julius Randle still has the game time decision tag and he's expected to play, 8,500 is not crazy for what a ceiling Julius Randle game can look like. Yeah. Um, so That's something nice. you might want to flirt with, but I'm not doing it. thought it would be worth mentioning.
0: That is nice. I, I don't mind that at all. Uh, he's going to be key if the Knicks are going to hope to pull out the yep. series. So, uh, All right, let's move on, though, to probably the most exciting game and the one we're going to have probably like 3x plays in here. That's cool. uh, and that's obviously going to be the Golden State Warriors and Sacramento Kings, last game of the night. Uh, Warriors are currently favored by one, which is uh, it's fun because they were uh, actually one-point underdogs to open. So obviously the market is backing the Warriors at this point. 237.5 <laughs> is the game total. So it's pretty high game total, uh, definitely the highest on sleep by a pretty good margin. So, uh, well, let's just hop into it, man. Uh, Warrior side, uh, I, I mean, I'm not I tried to kind of limit because it's it's easy to load up on these games. Um, so I try to just limit it to just kind of my top plays. So I've got three for each side I've got um, on the Golden State, And I think there's more targets you can go for in this game, just to be clear than what I've got. But uh, Steph Curry, gets 10-4. Um, probably my favorite spend up on the entire slate feels like probably the safest one just because of the game environment. Um, going to be up and down three point transition, you know, transition threes going left and right. Uh, I, I mean, you know, for me, I, I just want to hit the money. Uh, I, I'm definitely playing Steph Curry. I, I just don't think, I think it's hard to fade that guy, uh, especially at 10, four, he's a little bit cheaper than Tatum at 10, six and definitely cheaper than, Embiid at 11, two. And I think he's still got that same upside. So, mm-hmm. um, I've also got interest, in, and this might come as a surprise to a lot of people, uh, but I have interest in Andrew Wiggins at 6100. Oh, not I thought of that he's coming back. He oh. uh, first came back in a long while. Uh, this could burn me uh, absolutely. He could come in and play, you know, 20 minutes, getting acclimated or something like that. But uh, he was gone for personal reasons. It wasn't like a big injury, so uh, you know, I feel like he's still in good shape. Still can handle as long as he's mentally there. Uh, I do feel like he's going to put up some some good numbers and. Uh, you know, he, he's a guy that was really taking more of a active role on the offensive side when he left. So, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a little surprised to people, uh, in this series that, you know, I think he's going to play a pretty major role here. Obviously he was the uh, finals MVP a few years ago, all-star because of the memes. Uh, what was that last year? Uh, but yeah, he's a, you know, he's, he's a decent player, uh, and he's at 6,100, which is a very decent salary. I'm not. I don't have him on my dummy lineup, um, but I will make a lineup here while I get him in just to see what he can do because I think he has a pretty high ceiling compared to that price tag. Uh, last guy I've got here is actually actually a bench player. I'm a little iffy about it as well, but Jonathan Kameen got 4900. I mean, he's been in the rotation. Uh, I feel like he's going to be in the rotation again here. He's uh, he's going to be that guy off the bench that they're going to play, uh, you know, 20 to 22 minutes, and at 4900, which is what his price tag is, um, you know. He is at the one of the most athletic dudes uh, in in the league. He is backing up Draymond Green. Uh, I just feel like I feel like he's going to put up a really good line because of the fact that they're playing the Kings and the Kings. You know, it, it's just going to be such a high paced based pace game. He's going to get on transition, get some really thunderous dunks here on the main stage, yep. really show people who he is. So, uh, forty nine hundred for Kaminga. I like Steph Curry. I like Wiggins. I like Kaminga on the on the Warriors side. Maybe a little surprising to people. There's probably other people uh, that you're targeting out there, and that's fine. But that's who I'm targeting. I'm also looking at ownership here, and I feel like Kaminga and Wiggins are probably going to go uh, a little lower owned. And I feel like this game's going to be heavily targeted. So that's something I'm looking at more heavily in this game. So uh, what are you looking at on the uh, Warriors side over there on FanDuel? Well, Steph Curry is my spend-up of the day for sure. Right? Um, I just, just got to get him in there. I mean,
1: this is going to be frenetic game pace. Think NBA Jam. Like, it's going to be fun. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think a ceiling, a, a ceiling stuff game is in play. He had a 47, 8 and 8 um, versus the same team back in November. So yeah, at Fanduel he is 10,200. Uh, for me, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be getting him into most lineups. Uh, the other spend up I love in this game is Demontis Sabonis. Um, he is 9,800 um, on Fanduel. It matters a lot more that you can put him at power forward if there's a center you like. So I really like that. Um, and uh, Kevin Herter, <laughs> yeah. for me, he's a stone-cold lock. He's 5,500. I love the positional flexibility um, of the shooting guard small forward. And like I mentioned earlier, I think with Matt Struss, you know, going off for 40-something today, um, as far as uh, DK points, um, Red Velvet has the ability to alter a slate. If he gets hot, uh, he's averaged 32 minutes a game against the Dubs. So I'm just gonna kind of shoot for that. Um, yeah. You know, If he misses, it doesn't hit, that's fine. Um, your Wiggins play is tempting, so I pulled him up here on FanDuel, and he is sixty-one hundred. So that is sneaky, and that is a great price. So I'm going to have to sign off on that. Yeah. Um, and then the other play I wanted to mention um, is Harry, Harry B. Harrison Barnes. Uh, he is five thousand, and I can see Mike Brown leaning on him a bit more. Um, yeah, as the you know has, has the most playoff experience on the team. Right. Um, so maybe if it's not in this game, it's gonna we're going to see it as the series rolls along. So um, yeah, I, I like him at five thousand. If you just need to plug somebody in and save some money, um, I would go with him, for instance, over Royce O'Neal uh, in the same price range at small forward. Uh, just in this matchup against his former team, I kind of kind of like sneaking him in there. But I'm just kind of I don't know, I'm a little distracted by a Wigo
0: call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an interesting one. You know, like I said, he hasn't played in a long time, so it could burn me. He could come out and like get twenty minutes or something like that. But uh, but I feel like if he plays his full lot of minutes, which I mean, this is the playoffs, man. Like, you know, no holds barred. You, you got to play him. It's been he's had plenty of time between, uh, you know, when the season ended to now to just kind of get in shape if he needed to. So I feel like he's going to play, you know, thirty-five minutes or so, maybe even forty minutes, and uh, you know, go out there and try to guard guys like you know Kevin Horder or uh, Darren Fox or, or whoever. Right? He is probably their best wing defender. Uh, well. Draymond, of course, but uh, at this point, Draymond's a little older. So, uh, you know, Wiggins is is really uh, a plus defender out there. So, I feel like he's going to play an important role. But, you know, following that same line of thinking, and you already mentioned my two uh, top plays on the Kings, which is Sabonis, of course, 10-1, uh, 10 1, 10,100, and DK. That's an absolute smash play. Um, absolutely. Uh, they're playing the Warriors, no interior presence at all. Uh, I love it a whole heck of a lot. I think he's going to go for like 20 boards. I mean, I don't know how many points he's going to get with some bonus. You never wow. really know because sometimes he just gets into that passing game. Uh, but he, I could see him getting like, you know, something like 10 points and 15 assists and 20 rebounds, right? Ooh. Which is a really good game. Keep uh, talking, Keith. <laughs> but, uh, but Kevin Horner at 5,400 also. Uh, same same thing. A little, little bit less expensive on DK. But, yeah, he's got that upside there. Uh, he needs a really important thing to what the Kings want to do. I oh, mean, yeah. Uh, not, not even just the offense, the defense, his length on defense. He's an underrated defender. 100%. Uh, and a lot of times at the rim, he's uh, he's providing some rim protection as well because of that length. So, um, you know, the Kings obviously don't have a good de- defense, but he is that guy for them. And uh, if he wasn't there, it'd be worse. I promise you guys that. Uh, so, yeah, are at 5,400. Um, but one guy I'm looking at here, speaking of the defensive angle where, you know, they're going to need his defense on the court. This might – this will probably surprise people also. But Alex Kessler, Len. Yeah, Kessler Edwards at 3800. Uh I think he's going to get minutes. Uh they're playing against Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. Uh this is the guy when they've had to stop somebody, you know, in a game, this is the guy they've stuck on him. So, uh Kessler Edwards is a guy I'm heavily looking at as the under the radar, uh going to be pretty low owned I feel like, but he's very cheap at 3800 uh type of player. So if you, you know, again, you're going to lean into stars and scrubs a little bit on these slates, right? We want to get as many of those stars as we can in, so we're going to have to get some guys sub 4K. And I'm looking at my list now. I've got nobody. Uh, I've got two people under 4K, uh, but one of them probably one of them I'm not playing now. I'm just looking at them for, for future reference. So he's the only guy under 4K that I'm looking at seriously at playing in, in, on this slate. So uh, take that for what it's worth. The other guy I have on here actually just to kind of back up a little bit is Cam Thompson uh, Thomas at 3800. I don't think he's going to play in this game. But he's a guy to keep your your eye on and to track his salary because I think if the Nets you know, lose one or two, he is a guy that's going to get some playoff experience in you know game three or four or five, right? Uh, if there is a game five. <laughs> so, um, but uh, Kessler Edwards for the for the Kings is a guy I'm looking at absolutely. So um, just to, to kind of file yeah. file away as the series progresses. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so guys, that is our DFS plays for DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh if you guys like our plays, we will have a lineup lock show tomorrow. I was going to do one today. I apologize, guys. I just did not have a good day. Uh, just had to kind of take a, an hour or two to myself and my family. So I do apologize about that. But we will be back tomorrow uh, for lineup lock. And I will go ahead and you know, hook you guys up with any of the late-breaking lineup changes or uh, injury news or anything like that. So hopefully I'll get a, a couple of team members on with me. But we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, we will be with you with that. Also get the DFS pass at Sportethos, ethos.com uh it is absolutely cheap and you can still talk to us here until the playoffs end and, and thrive fantasy is what we're going to talk about next thrivefantasy.com is where you go sign up with promo code ethos to get your first deposit match up to 250 bucks uh we're gonna play some player props here i've got three of them that like on the slate here jamie what how many did you end up with
1: i got four that i'm interested in and i'm still kind of <laughs> teetering a little bit on a few of them but they've set some really interesting lines so we'll talk through it yeah
0: yeah absolutely why don't you go ahead and give me your first one then since you have one more than me
1: well, I'm really interested in the Fox 6.5 assist line. Um, it's set perfectly. I probably will go over. Um, it's 100 either way. Um, and then getting 115 thrive points for Sabonis to go over 13.5 rebounds in this game, that feels like a smash. That's nice. Um, and then my boy Kevin Herter, I'm tempted to, to go over 16.5 at 120 points. It sounds like a lot for a perceived role player, but if In this game environment, he could easily go for 20 plus. So 123 points for Kevin Herter um, is a really nice one. And then the other one that kind of interested me is Evan Mobley over 2.5 blocks is 130 points. Um, Yeah, and so I think if you're shooting for the moon, I could definitely see him getting three blocks in this game.
0: I like it. So those are kind of like uh, some stretch goals there, right? But I've kind of got, I think, safer ones. For me, it feels like they're safer, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, But Jared Allen, uh, over 10.5 rebounds. That's 110 points against the Knicks. Again, I feel like, you know, this is a good Jared Allen game. Going to have to get out there to, you know, be with Mitch Robinson and uh, Isaiah Hartenstein. I think he's going to get a a boatload of minutes here. Going to perform pretty well. Uh, and I feel like there's gonna be more rebounds in this game. There's good defense on both sides, so there's gonna be probably a, a little bit, a few more rebounds in this game. So he'll be able to hit that to over 10.5 for us. Uh, Julius Randle over 37.5 points, rebounds, and assists. That's 105 mm. points against Cleveland. Uh, mm. You know, he may be banged up. I think that'll get some people off of this line, but. Uh, again, if the you know Knicks are looking to win this series, uh, win this game, this series, they're they're going to have to rely on Julius Randle uh, to do some offensive creation. Obviously, Jalen Brunson's amazing. Uh, we all know that he's he's had a really good couple of seasons, but uh, but Julius Randle's really that dude. He's that dude that that has to step up for them uh, to win this series. So I'm looking for him to go over there. And then the last one I've got is Steph Curry over 36.5 points and assists. And it's 100 points against the Sacramento Kings. Uh, And, yeah, I just feel like, you know, getting game pace, um, you know, transition threes, he's going to be taking them all. I'm looking for him to put up a 30-burger in points at least. Uh, Probably, I mean, I would probably shoot for higher. It's probably going to end up like 35, 37, 38 points, somewhere in that range. Uh, But if he hits 30, he only needs seven assists, and he can absolutely do that in a game like this. So uh, I like the over there on his assists and points. So that... Is did you have something else to add there, Jamie?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to throw one more out yeah. here. Ar- Ar- anytime you can get hundred thrive points to go under RJ Barrett producing, it's twenty three point five points and rebounds. I like That's that against yeah. against Cleveland. I yeah. you know if I had to bet, I'd say he
0: shows up small in the first game of the series. Yeah, and he's probably a little inflated in his numbers just because he's had to step up with uh, with guys out, obviously. So I-, I do like that call a whole lot. So. Excuse me, I, uh, but that's gonna do it for us, guys. That's our Thrive plays and our DraftKings plays for the day. I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at @bsbp_keith and Jamie. Where can people find you?
1: You can find you can find me on Twitter. Uh, the <laughs> sorry, the uh, Twitter is FlyingJ. J and um, you can also find me on the Projecting the Jump podcast. Uh, that is also on on Twitter as well, um, and just in the sports ethos spaces as well. Looking forward to. You know, getting out and joining up,
0: doing more stuff with y'all. So I will see you in those spaces as well. Yeah, and I'm doing baseball now, guys. So uh, you all should jump in there. I know it's crazy. I'm uh, I'm actually I've got a system. So I'm gonna go ahead and share this with you guys, all uh, the listeners out there. I've got a system for uh for capping games in uh, baseball. I don't have oh darn it, I don't have my betting sheet in front of me here. Um, but I believe uh if I could. Remember, I think we're I'm something like seven and four, something like that in the last three days, and and really plus odds. So uh, it, it's a great system. You guys should join that wager pass. Absolutely, at Sign up. Uh, you can get access to that and to me if you have questions about it, how it works, all that. But, yeah, until next time, guys, that's going to be it. Go get that money.
1: All right, thanks, y'all.